What? I'm just smiling at you. Oh. <laughs> it's ominous. It is. <laughs> awesome. Miles is going to do the intro today. <laughs> yep. <laughs> his, new, his new favorite sounds are uh, piercing screams oh, nice. and Donald Duck, like, <laughs> weird, weird guttural noise. So, um, okay. Hi, welcome to Fun Facts Live. I'm your host, David, and with me today is Miles. <laughs> That's your cue, buddy. <laughs> no, he just he nope. just came in a little early. Okay. <laughs> uh, Allison. Hello. Caitlin. Hi. RJ. Hello. And Jake. Hello. We've got quite a crew today. Maria is out today watching something really scary. So, yeah. Should maybe we'll get to hear about it next week. Um, oh, speaking of which, we it is very close. This is Halloween weekend. It is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is. Um, I'm very curious. I guess they must celebrate. Is Halloween a global phenomena? Yes. Yes. Uh, not. It's sort of become one. Yeah. Still didn't find out. I think we talked about this last year with Maria to be like, Maria, is Halloween a thing there? And she was like, no. And David was like, I think this was the beginning of David's <laughs> conviction that Sweden has no holidays. Yeah. <laughs> no. yeah. Yes. A lot of unfun happening there. Yeah. But, but she is going to see a horror movie, I yeah. understand. So, so, you know, timely. Yeah. yeah. Um, we'll have to find out again because I don't, I don't totally remember. Um, sometimes that's convenient and sometimes it's a real bummer but (laughs) i don't remember things very well um all right let's get started um oh wait i was gonna say today we have a sponsor fun facts live is brought to you by um superstar the card game (laughs) i forgot the name of it because it changed recently yeah (laughs) It used to be good dog, but uh, now it's Superstar, the card game, and you can win fame, fortune, talent, or style. That's TBD, but probably talent and happiness. When you win all four of them, you become the next superstar. So yeah, check it out. I'll post the link in the description. It's in beta right now, but uh, Allison and I play it every day. Yeah, we love it. It's kind of fun. It's really fun. Yeah. All right, that said, let's get started with the fun facts. How about, why don't we get started with Caitlin? Okay. Okay, so uh, <laughs> it's been a, an interesting morning here and I <laughs> did come up with a new fun fact. So I'm resurrecting one from, uh, from one from like probably a couple of years ago now before we actually recorded, released the oh, podcast. Oh, perfect. Okay. <laughs> um, and it is, it is Halloween-ish and, and fall ish i guess um because about pumpkins so oh uh, my favorite fun fact about pumpkins is that they can cross pollinate with other many other squashes and gourds and so if you uh plant the seeds from your from a pumpkin you may not get a pumpkin growing you may get something else growing because of how um, if, if that pumpkin plant was pollinated by a different species, you may not get a pumpkin oh. out in the seeds. Um, 
Yeah, so I just think that's kind of fun, fun bit of biology. I mean, of course, if your if your pumpkin is from a commercial farm or you know a very large farm where they keep the pumpkins, they're not growing anything else but pumpkins. Um, you're all you're just gonna get pumpkins. But if you were to say you had your own garden and you had pumpkins and some other things, then you might get some cross pollination going. And surprise, next year you don't have any more pumpkins. <laughs> oh, <laughs> wow, that's interesting. My um, my mom does a lot of gardening, and um, uh-huh. it's always speaking of like not knowing what's going to come up. It's always fun to, because she um, keeps a compost pile, and we just never know what's going to oh. come out of that. Sure. <laughs> but I do remember one year a pumpkin like came out of it. <laughs> yes, a big pumpkin vine crawled all over the place. Unfortunately, the pumpkins never fully matured something happened uh, some sort of blight uh-huh. on them mm-hmm. yeah sadly but uh yeah a lot of times there's uh some good stuff that comes out of the compost pile but uh it's an ongoing battle between my mom and my dad though because uh, my mom loves to garden and loves her compost and my dad doesn't like having to fight the rats that come no. after it <laughs> So it's a little bit of push and pull, like, like stop bringing the rats to the house. And, <laughs> and like, but I want to grow my compost. Yeah, yeah it's tough, tough to, tough to win. But um, I think the compromise is to have the compost in some sort of barrel. Yeah, I mean those big composting barrels are usually they're enclosed in some way, right? So right. they mm-hmm. don't get yeah critters in them. Yeah. Yeah, but then you can't have them just growing pumpkins and stuff. True. Yeah. True. yeah. That's the trade-off, I guess. <laughs> you can just get a lot of coyotes around. That's or true. Or bobcats. That's what we have. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> really? Do you yeah. see them often? Mm-hmm. We hear the coyotes. Jake is seeing one. I saw one the other day making the word. Out here. We've seen the bobcat a couple times. Wow. I've never seen a bobcat. Bobcats are amazing. I just saw a video the other day of one making an incredible leap. They are mm-hmm. they're like Yeah, I don't I don't remember the exact distance, but it was many times its body length. Wow. So yeah, across water. Mm. Yeah. We, uh, we named the neighborhood Bobcat Grumbles. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty cute. Yeah. She's very like I don't, I don't know grumbly is the right word for her. She's kind of like upset that we were around. Uh, <laughs> I see. She came out of a storm drain. So she's oh. like, what are you doing here? <laughs> yeah, she was very haggard. <laughs> oh. was, uh, when we first saw her, it was like August, like mid-August. So it was super hot. Uh, and uh, super dry, like it hadn't rained in a long, long time. And she looked like she was feeling it. Oh, she was not looking sad. too good. But oh, I mean, she didn't look really unhealthy, just like. Just tired. Definitely beat. like grumpy. Yeah. Okay. Tired, kind of disheveled. <laughs> like, oh. yeah. Ah, that's sad. That reminds me of um, when we took our London trip, we, we saw a fox just walking around in the street. Yeah. And um, a red fox. And I just read yesterday about someone in London leaving their back door open to the garden, which I believe is the yard. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, apparently um, 
came back to find a fox uh, in her bed, <laughs> just hanging out. Yeah. It's like it was raining outside. The fox is like, it's nice in here. <laughs> so there's a picture of the fox just like, you know, like a dog just just curled up in the bed. <laughs> so uh, yeah, apparently uh, London has a fox problem. If you call it that, they're yeah, pretty cute. I was like, what's like, oh, problem? Might be a stretch. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Right. Cool. All right. So let's see. Shall we leave? Let's leave the McGargles to wrap it up. So, Allison. <laughs> well, I. Oops. I just said. Oh my gosh. Do I have to edit that out? What did you say? I said their last name. Oh. Whoops. Oh, it doesn't matter. Okay. <laughs> no, <sort> of... <laughs> okay. <laughs> Okay. If I'm, I'm a public-facing entity anyway. Okay. No, I, so am I. Yeah, no. Okay. I'm not. Don't you say my last name. Okay, fine. Don't you say it. Um, I don't know what I was going to say. Okay. All right. You forgot your fun fact now. <laughs> um, so I was trying to think of kind of some Halloween, Halloween facts, and I really couldn't. And I was like, oh, candy facts. And then I used up, I've already used up most of my candy facts. So this is tangentially related to candy and sweets. Okay. But I'm going to talk a little bit about the history of the marshmallow. Oh, I bet nice. I know why. Why? Because we, we watched like, Great you British know why. Bake Off. Oh, but I've, this is the fun fact I was going to do last week. So oh. I don't know if it had anything to do with Custard Week or the Great British Bake Off. No, it wasn't Custard Week. It was last week that oh. they did. Uh, they had to make their own s'mores. Oh, that must be Remember? why. Yeah. Yeah, they right. had to make their own s'mores. And they were nothing like a s'more. No. Like the Brit- British version of a s'more is not. Uh, well, it was too fancy. It was way too fancy. It was like a work of art. Yeah. Um, the giant marshmallow that was like four inches thick, a little bit of chocolate ganache, and then what do they call them? Digestives? I don't even yeah. know what that is, but they were not graham crackers. <laughs> <laughs> and they were round. So yeah. the whole thing looked like a really thick. Um, ice cream sandwich a round ice cream sandwich yeah that's a good yeah. description <laughs> yeah there was no mess no, nothing that makes well, a s'more a s'more like a spoon it was weird the chocolate mm-hmm. was not inside oh. the marshmallow <laughs> yeah eat it with a spoon like what is this but anyway they had to make their own marshmallow so i think that might be what what inspired this maybe well it's not the first time the british are wrong about something <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's so funny when they try to make american food they do not do it justice <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, well, shockingly enough, the marshmallow is not an American food because it seems like the most American thing on earth. <laughs> um, really? But it, it actually dates back to ancient Egypt. What? When it was actually made from the boiled root of the mallow plant. Mm-hmm. Really? Uh, I didn't know there was a... marshes. Ma- <laughs> really? Uh, no miles. You can't have a marshmallow. <laughs> You're too young. Um, And they really. Maybe next year, Speedy. Offended. Yeah, yeah, they would um, kind of boil pieces of the root pulp with honey until it had thickened, and it was it was semi medicinal. It was kind of used as uh, as a cough drop or a lozenge, essentially. Hmm. Um, And that was really kind of the most prominent existence of marshmallows in the world until the um, early 1800s in France, and I honestly don't know how marshmallows went to France from ancient Egypt. I think it was kind of one of those things where, like, there's just a branch in the timeline, and it 
Mm. resurrected itself not not a carry not a like a carried over um recipe type deal um but like kind of confectionaries small candy shops would whip the sap from the mala root into kind of a fluffy candy called uh, a pate de gimov i'm not going to say that right um and that it was also sold in kind of a bar form like a really small oh. like lozenge i'm picturing a tootsie roll i don't know if that's accurate but uh-huh. that's that's how i'm picturing it um but unfortunately it was really time and labor intensive to produce it would take like two days to make and dry and cut before you could sell it so it wasn't really particularly profitable um but in the mid 1800s there was a uh, candy manufacturing developed this new process called the starch mogul system which is essentially what enabled kind of all like jelly and whipped candies to be put in like a mold form Hmm. with cornstarch. And then um, kind of, but unfortunately because of the time it took to like boil the mala root and all that stuff, it still wasn't super labor, like time and labor efficient. So uh, that's when they started experimenting with gelatin. Mm Mm-hmm. So that's kind of the modern form of the marshmallow is made with gelatin instead of the mala root. Hmm. Um, still much more, much more efficient process than it was previously, but it really did not take off until the extrusion method was patented, which gives us our great kind of like long tube form of marshmallows that are then cut and segmented for mass production. And that's really when marshmallows took off in the U.S. in the 1950s. was after kind of the the innovation of mass production. Yeah, and then they appeared in Ghostbusters. What? Then they appeared in Ghostbusters. Yes, but they were already already quite popular. (laughs) But what was interesting to me is the guy who invented the extrusion method, this guy named Alex Dumock, like... He's not like the heir to like the Jiffy Puff. Jet Puff. Jet Puff. Jiffy Puff. Jet Puff. Uh, like he, he didn't actually buy a marshmallow company in 2003. He bought Campfire Marshmallows, which I do not think are top tier. Uh, I don't know about those. Like you can get them if like, it's one of those things where like, sorry, we're going to get sued. Like if you have to go to the dollar store. Uh-huh. get marshmallows because like yeah. you realize you have stuff for s'mores and you're just trying to go quickly then you might find a campfire that's true but you're not going to find them in your reputable grocers that's so. true huh. yeah. interesting i never thought of uh the shape of marshmallows being chopped bits of a long tube but it makes it totally makes sense yeah. yeah before they were kind of a little bit more fanciful because they used that starch mogul process of forming them into like fun shapes uh, like so they went from like, like a lozenge chicks. brick to a fun shape to the tube. <laughs> okay, and then once a year we get the the marshmallow uh, chicks or whatever. whatever those are. Pe- peeps, peeps are not peeps are not made with the extrusion method. Right, that's yeah. the old method. They're made. Yeah, they're deposited into a mold. It, yeah, so it's, it's yeah, it's different. So uh, we still have marshmallows in molds, but they're just called peeps. Yes, essentially. And then um, I think most people know this, but just um, related fun fact is um, the origin of the s'more is um, from a 1927 um, 
book, or I'm not sure if it's a like a pamphlet or a book, um, Tramping and Trailing with the Girl Scouts. That's the first published. Tramping and Trailing, okay. Yeah, that's yeah, the first like, published that s'more recipe, anymore. s'mores recipe. In that context. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Very interesting. Yeah, so marshmallows been around since ancient Egypt in many different forms, but they're fully Americanized. Yeah. Now. And now so, gelatin. Yeah. I have a theory about how they came to France. Oh, I, to I would love to hear it. So in 1798, uh, Napoleon invaded Egypt, right? Uh, and then oh. everything in France became like Egypt. Hmm. Uh, like there was just like, I think they called it Egypt, Egyptomania, Egyptian mania. Um, but they started, everything was like, that's where Egyptology kind of got its start. Hmm. Um, like every, all the high society was just enthralled with Egypt. Um, but no one could read hieroglyphics until 1822. So like mid, early to mid 18, 1800s when the Rosetta Stone was cracked by a, uh, by a Frenchman. Okay. And then it just really took off. And so they probably found a recipe for marshmallows and said, hey, this is Egypt. Let's try to recreate it. <laughs> I oh, think it's a solid right. theory. That's really cool. I like that theory a lot. I got to see the Rosetta Stone in person. It was it was really the highlight of my museum experience in yeah. in London. Did I hear it's gonna they're gonna have to there's some debate about sending it back? Well, everything in the British Museum probably shouldn't be in that <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's yeah. handy it's all collected one place, but it's probably not right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or it's not right. Not probably. <laughs> it's not right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we yeah, our museums here are cleaning up some of their their history. We got a uh, giant statue in front of our museum next door, got taken away. Yep. Somewhere down south, I hear. I think it. Well, I thought it was somewhere out west. Out west, okay. Yeah. Somewhere they're more tolerant of these things, but not here in New York City. It's, it could. It was uh, Thomas. No. No. Not Thomas Jefferson. What? Theodore Roosevelt. Theodore Roosevelt, yes. It was Theodore Roosevelt. It was a fantastic statue, except he was up on a horse and the Native American was like down below walking. Naked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah, he was all dressed. In, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. It was not, not, not great. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was a super high quality. Like, it was beautiful work of art. But yeah, it was yeah, from a different time period yeah. it's not really appropriate anymore uh, sort of like uh, the, the tramping girl scouts okay you said you 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 brought that up yeah, you don't remember i i do remember but okay. i just don't, i i don't think people find the word tramping offensive oh really yeah like tramping like, through the woods yeah like, yeah it's just stomping yeah okay yeah. Although I guess you shouldn't go like stomping through the woods. Now it's all like leaving a trace, you know. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. true. I think if you took off the the ing, yeah, and called 
someone that then that <laughs> or someone in a different context if someone went tramping i don't know if that's a thing but. well in the um after the civil war and kind of some you know changes in migratory patterns um, of Girl Scouts? A, no, a tramp. Was, <laughs> okay. No, 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 yeah, no, no. A, a, ho, a hobo is a traveling worker. A tramp is a traveling non-worker. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. yeah. Wow, get, I never like, knew there was a difference. <laughs> yep. uh, very interesting. I, I once, I remember reading about um, hobos having uh, certain agreed upon hieroglyphics or codes yeah. that they would yeah. they would write on the doorstep of places and so they would inform other hobos that yeah. this was a good place to knock and ask for something or not yeah <laughs> banjo bindle stuff yeah. apple pie when, apple pie <laughs> yeah one more interesting thing about the s'more is the graham cracker which was originally created to um in the interest of uh, having people abstain from immoral behavior. They weren't supposed to taste good, basically. Uh, I wondered how you were gonna- <laughs> Do you <laughs> knew that was that coming? In a, in a kind of way, and I was like- I've been I thinking about it. <laughs> Graham Packers, I thought, uh-oh, I know where this is going. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna do this PG, okay. <laughs> yeah, I actually thought about it for a little while before I said it, like, how am I gonna say this? <laughs> yes. <laughs> But yeah, I would think it was invented by some preacher who didn't want people it doing was, any more yeah. things. Mm-hmm. But I don't think they were sweet back then. So I think mm-hmm. it's a little bit of a travesty now. It didn't, he was probably yeah. unhappy. The, the honey gram? No, there was no yeah. honey. I always thought they were related to hardtack. Oh, d- Swedish hardtack. Now we need <laughs> Maria here to tell us about mm-hmm. Swedish hardtack. Is wow. that what you're referring to? Oh, no, um, like ship's biscuit. Does that phrase mean no. anything to you guys? No. So basically it was flour and salt and a bit of water. And then it was dried out. Like that was yeah. uh, not, not baked. I mean, so you'd bake all the water out of it. It took I like see. four days. Um, but those are your long-term like ships provisions or like uh-huh. marching food uh, for okay. military. Like that's how. Mm-hmm. Like most navies had some form of hardtack. Yeah. Well, um, we were at. Um, I love I love breakfast pastries. It is like my greatest yeah. like weakness. Any kind of like Danish donut crumb. I love breakfast pastries. Any kind of breakfast pastry. Yeah. So we were at Trader Joe's, and I was like, David, I'm getting Kringle, and he thought Kringle was hardtack. And he yeah, like, I don't know. Why are you? Why are you so obsessed with getting this? And I was like, I don't think it's what you think it is. He goes, No, you open it, you're gonna see. It's like a crispy cracker. And I was like, It's a Danish. Yeah, because there was no yeah. window, in there. You, couldn't, you couldn't see what was in it. Yeah, it was so just a the big, great, the great Kringle debate. Yeah, it yeah. was just like a yeah. big flat wreck or square, basically, with something round inside of it that yeah. I thought was gonna be hard and crispy, like like you're talking about hardtack. Like, yeah, no, so it's Danish. Okay. <laughs> like if you read any like Civil War biographies or anything like that, like you'll hear people talking about hardtack and like you would break a tooth on it. They had oh. to like soak it in their coffee for it to be even palatable. <laughs> oh, like, wow. That's different than the way my mom makes it. Um, she called it Swedish hardtack, but I don't know if that's, it's a, if that's official. We'll have to wait for Maria 
to verify, but um, it was it was super hard, but it was so thin. Mm -hmm. She rolled it out super thin, so you could totally eat it without breaking your teeth or anything. And you just put, uh, uh, well, my my mom, of course, I don't know. Again, I don't know if this is how you officially eat them, but the way we ate them (laughs) was spread butter and jelly on them. (laughs) So, yeah. All right. Well, that was an interesting, fun fact about marshmallows. Let's go to Jake. What have you got for us today? Um, I actually have a, uh, well, I have two, but they're related. So bring them on. Let's, all right. <laughs> so Halloween mm-hmm. uh, is over 2,000 years old. Mm. Uh, yeah, it was originated by the Celts and the English Isles and like northern France and all of that, right? Mm-hmm. Um October 31st marked the the end of the year. So, like, November 1st was their New Year's Day. Oh. Uh, and so, October 31st was the day when kind of the veil was thin and dead people would come back to life and all the spirits and ghosts and hmm. all that kind of stuff. Um, but that... So, on October 31st, uh, the Celtic Festival of... Salmon, Samhain, S A M H A I N. Uh, and I apologize, my Celtic is not great. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so it was customary for poor children to go door to door and beg for food or money um, for the new year. And then in return for people giving them food or money, they would pray for the departed souls from that family. Oh, uh, like their their relatives and stuff like that, and that was the practice called souling, which is where we get trick or treating from. Oh, um, so yeah. Oh. So you get a prayer or a trick. Yeah, so like you would you would go door to door and you would beg for food, like an apple or you know some sort of gift, mm-hmm. uh, and in return for that gift, you would offer prayers for that family is dead relatives. Where did the trick come from? Like if they said, no, we don't want to give you anything. Maybe, they, um, maybe there was some, I just, Ill will. I just heard in a, in a podcast the other day, like, I think part of the tradition was also, they do like a perform a trick. Like I think the prayer, oh. it, it may be community specific or, um, oh. or time period, but like, it would be a prayer or be like a little, some sort of little like mini performance like oh look i pulled a cord out of your ear like you reward oh, me with an apple. oh or maybe a prayer or a curse no too 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 far maybe like a little seven-year-old <laughs> cursing you on the steps <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh so, my gosh did you hear rj no, did you hear so that sorry from... oh, go ahead one quickly i think According to the internet, according to my, according to Wikipedia and my like understanding of pronunciation keys, I think it's pronounced more like Sawin or Sawin. Sounds more correct. Yeah. Okay. I, yeah. All right. I know Gaelic and, and like Irish or, you know, to an English speaker, the, like the letters don't. <laughs> It doesn't make sense. Carry on. What's the one word in Gaelic that we know? 
I don't remember it. But guess you don't guess you don't know it anymore. Uh, pale Gylica. Oh, pale. Yeah, they say pale Gylica, uh, which is Gaelic football, and then just pale is like football, and they use it to refer to American football. We went to one like Gaelic class at our local library, and uh, the teacher was like, like angry because he's like, "You're speaking Gaelic. You shouldn't have to specify pale Gaelica. Like you should have to specify pale <laughs> American. Like because <laughs> if you're speaking Gaelic, you should know which one you're referring to." <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't remember. He has a point. Yeah. 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 He's right. Yeah, it makes sense. We should not use the word football. Oh. The yeah. the British uh, the podcast I listen to it's hosted by a pair of Brits, which is the same one where I heard this trick or treat thing. Uh, one of the hosts calls American football American hand egg. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's very little kicking in football. Yeah. American football. Very. It's uh, yeah, it's a misnomer if you ask me. It should be mostly like um, something like huddle ball. You basically stand around and huddle most of the time. Mm-hmm. Or, mm-hmm. or on the line or going to and from like there's if you look at how much an individual runs it's not very much i don't think so not every, much every once so, in a while a, a little sprint and it's over in yeah. rugby because that's a thing it always um, has to come back to rugby, <laughs> rugby. the backs run between five and seven miles a game wow yeah, I'd love to know how that compares with like a uh, soccer. They, uh, well, I don't. The only time I ever watch soccer is the World Cup. But when a player like leaves the field, they always tell you how far they ran. Oh, they do. Yeah, it's, oh. one, it's one of the like departing stats. Oh, do you? Um, it's, you well, it's always in, it's always in kilometers. Oh gosh! <laughs> but sometimes it's like ten or twelve. Wow. Yeah. That's like six miles or so. Yeah. Six point two yeah. miles. Yeah. Roughly. Wow. Yeah, I know a five k is three, a little over three miles. So a ten k mm-hmm. would be a little over six. Yeah. Yeah, and these are the people not playing the whole game because they're getting taken out. So could be. Yeah, that's crazy. Could be longer if you're in the whole one. Yeah. Yeah, but you might be more. They might, you know, be more tired. They might have run more because they so they're more tired, and that's why they're being taken out. I don't know. That's true. <laughs> I'm overthinking this. American <laughs> football is such a weird. Too. Runner's World, which I believe is a fairly reputable source for running things. Um, American football players average only 11 minutes of playing time a game. <laughs> oh, brother. They, uh, receivers and cornerbacks run 1.25 miles a game. <laughs> and those are the, yeah, those are, and those are the most of them during the kickoff. No, no, they don't even run during the kickoff. Those are the ones in the best shape on a football team. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, yeah. player runs up to three miles a match who does tennis players oh tennis players run more the american football is such a weird sport where each position is so so specialized um it's like if a defensive player uh, you know like a line i don't know i don't even know what they're called but the ones like blocking the uh defending for the quarterback the huge ones are like 300 pounders um, if they have to run, it's like comical. Yeah, it is. <laughs> uh, it's it's so funny. 
Right. What about a baseball player? I would imagine they don't run a ton. Oh, you're right. An, out, oh, an outfielder so. might run. Yeah, that's true. But a like pick, an outfielder is not even involved in every play. <laughs> that's um, true. Yeah, it's a lot of standing yeah, like, around. You're right. A catcher would barely run at all, except yeah. when they're batting. Yeah. yeah, I think it's mostly about chewing tobacco. That's. <laughs> beer drinking hot dog eating contest between the innings that's how you hit a lot of home runs yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah um, very so good baseball mike, is a weird one too mike trout uh i don't know who that is but apparently he plays for the angels he's um, very good he, he's the best baseball player in the world okay uh in 2015 he ran just over six miles for the entire season oh my god <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah and i mean and he gets a lot of hits and a lot of home runs so yeah yeah but i guess i don't know if he's an out i don't know what position he plays i don't think he's no, he might be an outfielder i don't think he, he i thought he's a center good. field oh i was thinking he was short stop yeah i but thought he not. had a base position but i could okay. i don't know i don't follow baseball i just know he's like famous for being like the best like baseball player good. of his generation, but he's not that famous because he's not yeah. that interesting of a person. Well, and, uh, and he's not been on a very good team. Yeah. Also. Uh, so. so the average is 198 feet per game. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I, the last time I watched baseball, this is going to definitely date me, but it, uh, Randy Johnson was pitching for the Seattle Mariners and he was, he was a lot oh, of my goodness. He was a lot of fun to watch. Yes, he was a lot of fun to watch, but then he got mm-hmm. transferred to um an what, another league or something where he actually had to bat. Yeah. Yeah. National it, League it, doesn't have a designated hitter. Or they didn't. Maybe they do now. I don't know. Yeah, and it, it was it was embarrassing. Cuz he could not. Yeah, well, pitchers are never very good at hitting just because that's not what that's not the skill they've I shouldn't say never. Um there's one guy right now who's what's his name? Otani. I can't think of his first name, but he like pitches and plays a position and he's just like very good all around. But anyway. Yeah, it's Should I tell the story from from Thursday? That's, <laughs> that's relevant to this. Um, now you have I to. I don't have a fun fact, but I can tell a story. <laughs> great. Um, I and my big work event on Thursday was this huge meeting, like 200 people. Um, and my boss and I basically organized it, and uh, we had a very, very famous baseball player as our guest speaker. And at the end. Can you say who it was? Or I, no, yes, I will. I will. That's oh, okay. going to be my punchline. <laughs> sorry. sorry, sorry. Um, I'm stepping on it. Okay. And uh, during the, the Q&A, one of the meeting attendees stands up and says, uh, you know, I'm a huge fan of yours. You were a great pitcher. You have all these world records that will never be broken. Um, but I, I also really admire you at, at the plate. Um, and I actually, I won a trivia contest once by knowing how many home runs you hit in your 37 season career. So I would like to know which of the two was your favorite. <laughs> <laughs> and, and our guest speaker, Nolan Ryan, said, I, I take great pleasure in telling people that half of my home runs were off of 
uh, Hall of Famers. <laughs> and he, he talked a little bit about that, but it was cool to hear him that's, speak. That's so cool. You got to hear Nolan Ryan speak. That's, that's a name even I know as a non-sports yeah, that's, that's what I said. I was like one of the like handful of baseball players I actually know. But uh, There's for a new documentary any... out about him. I haven't watched yes. it yet, though. Oh. Yeah, facing Nolan, my it. boss yeah. did a like an intro video for him and used okay. a lot of the clips from that and yeah. did a really good, really good intros, pretty good. And of course, included the famous fight and a couple <laughs> other things. Oh. He was asked about that. He doesn't like talking about that. Um, <laughs> but it was kind of cool. Like we had him because, uh, so I guess because I, I'm a. I'm a marketing person. It doesn't matter. It's not a secret where I work. Like uh, any Texas people who are listening, uh, Nolan Ryan beef is sold exclusively at Kroger and it's pretty good. So uh, he was talking about, uh, it was our like store manager meeting. So he talked about baseball and he talked about ranching and he talked about like his whole career as like a a businessman and everything. It was uh, Chuck Morgan, who's the home voice of the Texas Rangers interviewing him. Cool. Uh, wow. I texted my dad, not to brag, but I just mic'd up Chuck Chuck Morgan, voice of the Texas Rangers, because <laughs> I pinned a little lapel mic to it. I didn't, I didn't do Nolan's, but I was yeah. uh, hoping to. But, uh, wow, that's yeah, that so cool. cool. I'm like learning about sports just because there's like so much sports stuff in my job now. Yeah. Uh, like we're having our event on Wednesday. I think Trayvon Diggs is going to be there, who's the Dallas Cowboys cornerback. Uh, and we were talking with Troy Aikman's company. He's like the only football player I actually like care about. Like when I was two years old, I stuck an eight to my chest. It was like, I'm Troy Aikman. This is my dad's <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, I, I am hoping we get to meet him, but you know, wow. talking, we were partnered with the Mavs or partnered with the Rangers, like all kinds of sports stuff. Like, I don't know anything about sports. I don't care at all. I went to a Cowboys watch party, uh, and I was like, I told my dad it was like the visual equivalent of in when you're out the other. Like I was just watching the screen and not, none of it was being committed to my short or long-term memory. <laughs> I don't know what's going on here, but, uh, but there's always food. So I was like, all right, this is yeah. fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah. I think that's what it's all about. Like if I ever go to a baseball game, I have no idea what's going on, but it's just about hanging out in the stadium and yeah. singing. And take me Especially out. true for baseball, yeah. I think, because yeah. it can be, fairly slow so it's all about the experience of being there yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah like, sure. i would never watch it on tv like why mm-hmm. i would but going there is fun just to be in the mm-hmm. crowd yeah but i watch sports on tv all the time just to learn them you watch boring sports though he watches like <laughs> cricket I was just going to say, cricket is so much more exciting than baseball because they like there are hits all the time yeah. Yeah, so, he, but he watches like weird sport. He watches cricket. I'll walk in, he's watching like the biathlon. <laughs> and he watches marathons on TV. But I'll marathon walk in, he's like asleep. On, that, when he's I was like at, asleep on the couch with a marathon on TV. <laughs> yeah, when I was at Fat Glamp, my cousin likes, uh, he's a, he likes to bicycle. Um, and so we were mm-hmm. watching like some tour of, it's not Tour de France, but in, it's part of the, one of those tours, but in a different country. And it was like a week or two. I don't remember how long it was. Every mm-hmm. night for hours watching people riding bikes. Yeah. It yeah. was. I think D- David, the f- when he uh, first time he came 
to stay at my brother's house. I think he was overwhelmed by the sheer volume of sports <laughs> yeah. that could be on at home. Yeah, I hope they're not <laughs> listening to me talk about football because that's sacred in, yeah, in uh, so, her brother's household. Yeah, <laughs> so it's like there's like football happening in one room, golf in another room usually, Yeah, and then there's one TV that has the weather channel. There are at least two TVs yeah. playing different yes. sports at some point. Oh, there's a little bit of trivia. Yeah. Uh, fun fact that oh, it's not so fun, is no, it? my brother's devastated. Yeah. Uh, I read recently that the Weather Channel is shutting down. What? What? Shut What am I going to do when I get home? <laughs> exactly. Her yeah. brother was so upset. Um, yeah, it's going. It's it's. Yeah, they're done. Ending in December. Huh. Yeah, enjoy it while you can. I didn't know that. Yeah. Uh-huh. Or it's it's the automated Weather Channel. I don't know. Like the one that's just... Uh, well, I think it's going to still be an app and a website. Yeah. But the uh, the actual channel that just shows the weather um, going away. Yeah. We don't... Jake, we don't need the weather channel anyway because we have we have St. Delcus. That's true. <laughs> I would Our just local like weatherman is like a hero. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> Everybody knows him. Pete Delcus. I follow him on Twitter. Like, he's so funny, but like... Yeah, WFA weather, like everybody knows St. Delcus. It's hot. That's again. like my, so my hometown, uh, well, where my, where I grew up, um, the weatherman would always on the TV, and he's still doing it, would always say, would always close his weather report with, have a sparkling day in Central Oregon. Oh, <laughs> I like that. Yeah. So he was kind of local, a local, I mean, the local weatherman's always kind of a local celebrity, but he was mm-hmm. especially, especially known for that, for his catchphrase. I will say uh, Kipchoge is about to break the two-hour marathon record, uh, oh, which really? is 26.2 miles and under two hours. My God. Have you seen yeah. the, the Kipchoge challenge on Instagram at all? No, Where I pe- haven't. People try to see how long they can maintain his marathon pace on a treadmill. Oh. And it's like <laughs> 20, se- 20 seconds, 30 seconds. Like So, yeah, like technically he has broken the two-hour limit um, previously in Berlin. But that was an event that was engineered to be right. broken had, like, two hours. Know, people running and break uh, running in front of him to break the uh, yeah. wind. Uh, so he's he's done it. It was like a minute fifty nine forty something. Um, but in a standard sporting event, like he just broke. Like so, he broke his record. He set a record last year of like two two oh one thirty something. And then this year, again, in Berlin, he broke it. So he's, the record now stands at two hours, one minute, and nine seconds wow. for a marathon. Wow. What, what so, race is he going to try to break it? Like next year at Berlin? or Probably. Like okay. Berlin. Like it's he, flat, right? Berlin's pretty flat. And the time of year that they run it, like it's like 60 or 65 degrees out. So like it's warm enough, but not like hot yeah. right so it's pretty good weather um what surprised me about him because i i know him through marathon but he used to be a uh a 5k runner like an olympic 5k runner hmm. um, beforehand and he won a bunch of events and then he's like i'm gonna run a marathon and now he's like the top marathoner out there wow, wow. yeah it's that's amazing yeah 
But say, what's the American guy? He went from like being a 10K runner, I think, to a marathon runner. Galen, is that Galen Rupp? Is that his name? Uh, Galen, yeah, I think Galen something. Okay. Anyway. But yeah. So yeah, like RJ gives me a bunch of grief because marathons are boring and I watch (laughs) them. But like you get these top tier guys that have been running forever, you know, run three minute. Uh, kilometers and in the middle of the race like you never know who's going to drop out in the middle of it like top tier guys are just like 10 miles in nope not my day and they'll drop out like most people don't finish even at the professional level Hmm. yeah i wonder if that's like if you're if you're running to place and you know pretty early on that it's not going to happen you're like well why put myself through this versus someone who's like i'm running the marathon like this is going to be my one marathon or I'm doing it in order to, mm-hmm. and I'm like, the, my point is finishing. Like they're more likely to stick it out. I don't know. Well, so the, the U S I want to say it was a, a woman like on the U S national team. Uh, there was a woman, there was a woman a couple of years ago that, that their first marathon was the Olympic trial, the Olympic trials Ooh. and she won it and she went to the Olympics. Hmm. Wow. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's just crazy. Like, you never know. Was the Olympics. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I think I, there was some interview, I can't remember who it was with before the Chicago Marathon, where it was like an average runner interviews an elite runner or something. And, mm-hmm. she, and she was like, I couldn't imagine running a marathon in like two hours and 10 minutes or whatever. And he goes, I can't imagine running a marathon in five for five hours. I don't run that long. Like I can't run for five hours straight. Yeah. She was like, oh, that, that puts in a little bit of perspective for me. That this, it's hard both ways we do this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. I just like how stupid people are. Cause like the first person to run a marathon died, right? Like yeah. he came back to marathon or from marathon gave his report and just keeled over mm-hmm. and everyone's like hey next year we should remember this event by running the same distance <laughs> yeah, yeah. like rubbing game. it in his face every time like i can do it without dying <laughs> what's wrong with you yeah. uh the new york city marathon is next weekend yeah yep so we'll Timely. be having some runners through our neighborhood yep. yeah out and see a little mm-hmm. bit and cheer a little bit. Yeah. It'll be fun. It's always fun. Oh, the jackhammer has begun. Oh, boy. Uh, <laughs> all right. The water line. <laughs> well, I think it's a good time to yeah. call it, and yeah. we will wrap it up. And RJ, where can people find us online? Uh, where's my script? Oh, no. <laughs> baseballs. Okay. <laughs> if, if you like the show, follow us on all the social media. We're at Hot Chai Games on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok. If you're not watching live right now, we're also Hot Chai Games on YouTube, where we record this podcast with live art every Saturday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern. If you are watching live right now, stick around for the Match Solid Daily Challenge. Either way, like, subscribe, leave a review, and tell your friends. All right. And check out the art from this episode, because uh, I think RJ has really outdone herself. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was super <laughs> cool. Also, a really cool brush that made everything look like neon. Yeah. Yeah. Headlock <laughs> chalk. Yeah, oh. it's the light light pen. Uh, I, I feel like every time, uh, every um, live stream, I like try to use different styles. I have a chalk one. I have a like crayon one. Different 
but I like this neon one. <laughs> like yeah, that that's super cool. Don't forget to send it to me so I can include it. Yes. <laughs> All right, that's it for us. We'll see you same time, same place next week. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye. Bye, Bye guys. Thank mm-hmm. you.